They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, the Chicky Wars are heating up with all three Combini releasing big time chickies. We take a look at the new item scoreboard, hear from the spicy commentator on another sweets review, evaluate a couple of hauls, and then head to Gimba with Mike to hear his thoughts on an item introduced last week. Finally, we follow up on the phenomenon of old people crashing into Convenies. All right, let's head off to the Convenie. They're the Convenie, they're the Convenie, they're the Convenie, they're the Convenie boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Doing well, uh, dragging a little bit. Just had about a half gallon of Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee, um, so that's that's helping out a little bit. But uh, honestly, a little dragging, dragging a little bit this morning. Trying to trying to wake up. How how are you over in Japan? Yeah, no, I'm the same with you. Um, as you know, today we're sort of switching things up. Usually record on Sunday, but from here on out, it looks like we're going to try and record on Saturday. So I'm mm. also trying to get accustomed as well dragging a little bit so i'm just you know i'm just filling my body with some chew high i'm already two in and i got a third one waiting here so i'm i'm getting pretty amped up and i'm sure uh i'm sure we're gonna have a good week so uh what do you what do you say we get into it let's do it all right so this week you know um it seems like the chicky wars are starting to really blow up a lot of things going on in the fried chicken section of the Kambini. Um, mm-hmm. And the one that's really hitting us uh, with a big slam jam right here, I'm talking about <laughs> 7-Eleven's salt lemon karaage skewer stick. Mm, this is looking good. What, what What's what's the word on this thing? Yeah, um, I'm pretty excited about this product. I think 7-Eleven is doing the right thing here. They're sort of zigging when everybody else is zagging. <laughs> you know, L, L, uh, the L Chicky has the Szechuan Spicy. Family Mart's got the Barbecue Family Chicky. 7-Eleven going a very different route with the sort of refreshing flavor of salt and lemon. And it's a bow. It's a stick. It's uh, three juicy chicken nuggets. <sighs> on a stick and it's hard to go wrong so we got uh, a little splash splash of citrus in a spicy chicky pool here i like what i like what 7-eleven's doing actually uh this is as, as we talked about man this is kind of right up your alley it's almost like you had a hand in in, in, in putting this product together <laughs> yeah if there's you know our listeners there's a couple things they know they know you're a dog master they know you like the shikwasa <laughs> You know, and there's, you know, they know that I love some lemon and mm. oh my goodness, this is right up my alley. Shio lemon, salt lemon karaoke stick. Are you kidding me? I'm already a bow man myself. <laughs> and this is a lemon chicken bow. I can't wait to get out and get this thing because there's just, I mean, it's already, there's, there's no doubt. This, there's no way that this can be, not be good. Yeah, uh, no doubt this thing is delicious. Um, and speaking of going out to try some things, Mike, you were actually out and about checking out the two chickies we introduced last week. And we got some follow-up on a couple fronts here. First, 
the Szechuan El Chiqui out of Lawson. Now, mm. Super Salary Man, quick shout out. Yeah. This guy is saying this could be the best spicy chicky of all time. Again, this is the El Chiqui out of Lawson covered in Szechuan pepper spice supposed to be spicy and tingly mm. mike what's your uh what's your take after having a bite there's no way that i can go against what the super sour is, <laughs> and he's exactly right oh. this is a whole new ball game and matt you were happy you'll be happy to know that this my my both and i we took a bite of this and oh. our tongues were Literally vibrating, vibrating <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. This had that perfect taste. It was sweet, spicy, sort of vinegary, a little sour. Mm. I mean, it was unbelievable. I I really just can't uh, say enough about this. Um, whether it's the best spicy chicky ever, I don't know because you know when when you say spicy chicky, there is mm. a certain you know, that the red, there's that flavor mm-hmm. that you kind of have in mind. And this is like a more sort of, this is a, an extreme flavor. So I don't know. Um, how do you feel in general about the, the hot, the, the, the red chickies? They usually don't deliver in my opinion on what they promise. And I think that's more because the original is so damn good. Yeah. Uh, and you think, oh, they're going to add a little spice, a little kick to it. This will be even better. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't always live up to the hype, which is why I was pretty excited about this Szechuan El Chiqui. I mean, Lawson just went over the top in coating this. This thing looks like it uh, tripped and fell into a mud pit. It's got uh, so much <laughs> seasoning on it. And then to think that a lot of that is Szechuan peppercorn to make you, again, tingle, tingle. So... Yeah, I, I had high hopes for this, and I'm pretty excited that not just the Super Salary Man, but now you are saying this is a fantastic product. Yeah, yeah, no. Can I definitely, uh, yeah, will say that this was very, very good. We have another follow-up here, and it's on the Fami Chicky, the Barbecue mm-hmm. Fami Chicky, of course, out of Family Mart. We got a couple of things to, um, to share here. First, uh... Again, Super Salary Man, he was all over this thing. Day one, he had this thing posted on his blog, and he confirmed for us that this is not a sauce and chicky. We, we no. thought this would be a sauce and chicky. That's sort of a nasty thing that 7-Eleven was doing, inserting mm-hmm. mustard and barbecue sauce inside the chicky. This is not that. And uh, Mike, you also had a chance to try this product. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I um I I don't really know how to describe it. I too, like we said last week, we thought this was sauce and chicky, so I bit in thinking I was going to get that splash of BBQ sauce. Mm-hmm. And um but no, it was but it also wasn't like a shaka shaki chicky. You know, it wasn't just like the Szechuan <laughs> chicken where it was coated and it but it wasn't like it was the the barbecue flavor was just sort of mixed in. It was like this sort of like blend of being a sauce but also being a powder Hmm. um Hmm. i will say like my my initial sort of thought on eating it was that uh this is great but Hmm. i don't think i could eat you know like with a normal chicky i don't think i could eat you know three four five in succession i think this is a one (laughs) chicky ordeal that you're gonna have to just you know just have one but hey i i give it the stamp my stamp of approval 
All right, so it looks like we have two successful chickies out of Lawson and Family Mart. So uh, that is great news. So, um, all right, so uh, that takes care of the chicky wars for this week. And now it's on to the scoreboard. The scoreboard, of course, is where Mike and I share the number of new items at each of the three big conveni. And then we each pick an item from uh, each of the conveni to to share with one another. So uh, just a quick look here. Family Mart this week has 50 new items. Mm. Pretty kind of right in the wheelhouse. Lawson has 63 new items this week. That's quite a jump. They're usually playing around the 30 to 40 territory, but we'll talk about that in a second. And then 7-Eleven, 86 new items. Somehow that is a little bit disappointing. Uh, (laughs) They're usually playing around the 90 to the 120 marker, so to dip down to 86. And they were down last week, too. This is actually down from last week. We thought that was an Oban situation where some people were taking time off. They couldn't release as many new products as normal. But 86 uh, for this week, another down week for 7-Eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, uh, you know, interesting numbers to see this week. Definitely loss in the 63 was surprising. Um, but there is there is some backstory there that we'll we'll get into when we, we look at Lawson. But um, shall we uh, shall we just um, head and look at each the ones that we uh, picked up this week? Yeah, let's let's jump right into it. How about we look at uh, the item from Family Mart, Mike, that you picked out this week? Shall we have okay. a peek at that? All right, let's see what we got here. So um, I'm talking about, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I also took a long, hard look at this guy. Mm. I'm talking about the Johnsonville wiener. And this is just one wiener in a pack. Um, As it says, it's the number one sausage brand in America. I'm not sure about that. Um, but it's just one wiener in a pack. Um, I, I just, I thought of you when I saw this and um, I, I don't know what this, who is this catering to? I'm not sure, but it looks pretty exciting. Yeah, I looked at this as well, Mike. Uh, just uh, to kind of give the lay of the land here for the listener. This is like normally when you get a hot dog. <laughs> You get you get a pack of hot dogs. You might yeah. get six hot dogs. You might get eight hot dogs. This is just one hot dog. One hot dog. That is sitting atop a highly branded and illustrated uh, package, flat package. And it's claiming things that just clearly aren't true. You've mentioned, <laughs> one, that this is the number one U.S. sausage brand, Johnsonville. I don't even think that exists. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, this is not Nathan's hot dogs. No, uh, no, this is this is a made up brand. Um, clearly, they've just okay Johnson plus Bill. That sounds very American, and they're claiming it's the number one sausage brand. So, no, I think it's a great product. I don't think I'd buy it, but I no. like. I'd like to see it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just just wanted to draw your attention to it. We're both packaging guys, and um, you can see this is a. This is a um, hot dog and sitting atop the package, which is that classic Japanese style of cracking that saw, that wiener. That's what that. <laughs> it's just the, the, the exact sort of place where it's just getting the crack and you can see that juice sort of splashing all over the place. So I, yeah. 
I don't know. It's just an, ex- an exploding wiener right there. <laughs> exploding wiener. All right. So shall we look at yours? Yeah. So uh, for this week out of Family Mart, yeah, I went for something. Ooh. Yeah. doesn't look maybe too exciting. It's the shrimp pilaf and chicken cutlet bento box. And um, the reason I went with this, it brought back some memories. The only time I had rice pilaf in Japan was after playing nine holes with the mayor of Noto. (laughs) After nine holes, uh, we took a break to eat a full hot lunch on a 90 degree day, 100% humidity. (laughs) And then we went back out on the course to to finish the back nine. Uh, I'll make a long story short walked home with a prime rib that <laughs> I kept in my freezer for a solid two years because, of course, I didn't have an oven to cook it. The day, be- the day before I moved to Yokohama, I, I threw it in the bin. Um, but, yeah, it just brought back some good memories for me. So that's why I went with the with the shrimp pilaf and chicken cutlet here. Yeah, not not much to say. I mean, it's just a classic. We, you know, it's something that we haven't talked about much um, about on the the podcast, but is, is bentos, and you know, it's mm-hmm. a it's a a classic item in Japan and in the kombini as well. And um, yeah, this um, you know, even without the pilaf, just the chicken cutlet would be great. But with the pilaf as well, it looks just really great. Yeah, and I love that they they fit in those four strands of spaghetti um, <laughs> that often come in a bento. It's really weird. And the the half of a hard boiled egg is also That's a nice right. uh, addition right on top of that spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Well, um, All right. shall we uh, move over to Lawson if you want to check out my first item here? Uh, this Let's is kind of a got. continuation of the last item. I was kind of on Ooh. a on a, this one kind of caught my this? attention. This is the Shaw Bakeron Hichaimashita. And this uh, title in English, it means I laid out the Shaw Bakeron, which I guess is like a brand name of some bacon. But um, it's basically a bread with a slice of bacon laid atop. And inside of this, this bread is... It looks like cheese, but no, this is something if you come to Japan, you should know. Many times you think it's cheese, but it, it's just mayonnaise. And this is uh, <laughs> in the middle here. We've got some mayonnaise. Uh, so this is my uh, choice from Boston this week. Wow. Uh, oof. Oof. <laughs> that is uh, so that's bacon. That's bacon. That's a baker on. <laughs> so a baker on, I guess. A bacon. So- that's two curveballs right there, because no way would anybody think that's bacon, and no way would anybody believe that's mayonnaise. So um, it's it's enough to be surprised by one flavor biting into a Japanese savory bread. It's a whole other ball game to get hit with two curveballs in one bite. Wow, that is a, that's a tough item, but nice pick, nice pick, Mike. Thanks, thanks. All right, uh, so Lawson here. Let's see, pop open what I got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went with uh, the konyaku. I went with the konyaku, Mike. Of course, uh, konyaku, potato gluten, a.k.a. devil's tongue, voodoo lily, snake palm, or elephant yam. And I went with konyaku because uh, Lawson had a lot of items this week because... They were filling up the Oden oh, soup yeah. 
container. And konyaku, of course, a staple of the Oden hot soup box. Um, and that can only mean one thing, that summer is wrapping up and we're heading into yes. fall. And so here is the official change of seasons. It is not the equinox. It is the Oden start. And uh, yeah, again, it could be 100 degrees with 90% humidity. But uh, don't let the sweat rolling down your back fool you. When the Oden comes out, it is fall. Yes, it's it's almost it's making me feel a little uh, nostalgic, you know, um, the summer has ended. And like you said, the the entry of the Oden means the end of summer. And that is if our listeners were wondering why Lawson had so many new items this week, because including that is just the whole set of uh, Oden items. You know, you got the tofu, you got the rolled cabbage, you got the sack of uh <laughs> A lot, a, a lot of sacks. A lot of sacks. Actually, there are more sacks than I thought. There are four or five sacks. Four or five sacks in there. Um, you got a winner, you know, you got your Yuzuji, and um, your hard-boiled egg, you got your Diagon. Yeah, and like you said, nice choice. I mean, who can go wrong with Oden? I mean, it's it's one of the classics, and like you said, the harbinger of the, the summer ending, so... Uh, that's that's right, and I would like to uh, just. Um, I brought this up with with my wife last night, Karen, and I I asked her, "Did you ever graduate to Oden at the convenient?" Karen, of course, also being a, a convenient expert, but she of said, uh, uh, "This is her quote: No, it looks like it's been there for seven years and smells like an old bathtub." <laughs> That's, and that's exactly that's right. As a fan of Oden, <laughs> that's exact. That's a perfect description of uh, of Oden. And uh... <laughs> absolutely. All right. What do you say we move on to Seven Eleven? You got something here. I'm excited. You're you're off with two great items. What do you got here for Seven Eleven? Yeah, I had, a, I had a bit of a theme going there, but this one <laughs> now I just actually went with my gut of something that I really actually was excited about this is okay this is happy tan melon mm. pan now happy turn is a classic sort of salty sweet snack um in japan it's a small mm. sort of um almost like usb drive sized uh little snack that's a oh. buttery sweet snack and it's mixed. This is a hoppy turn flavored melon pan, and mm. melon pan, which our users or which our listeners probably don't know. Some some may, but is actually you know I don't even know how to describe what a melon pan is. What what is melon pan? I uh, yeah I've never really figured it out. I it has nothing to do with melon. No, um, it's a sweet it's a sweet bread. It's kind of a sweet fluffy bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a sweet fluffy bread. And inside, I guess it looks like is kind of like a happy turn flavored sauce, or that's the melon sauce. I'm not sure. But that being said, I I'm, I'm I, I thought this looked really nice and I'd like to give it a try. Well, I, I love a good collabo. And um oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, this guy looks adorable. I'm not familiar with Happy Ton. Um, oh, okay. But uh no, I'd like to get to know the little guy. He is adorable and yeah. um 
Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of melon pond, so I think this actually is is quite nice uh, to add a little bit more flavor to it. I always found melon pond to be a little bit dry, so to have a cream sauce in there looks looks very nice. All right, uh, wrapping it up here, my item from Seven Eleven. Oh, we got the uh, rich beef curry udon. Um, yeah, this is just your classic dirty diaper meal coming out of uh, the conveni. It's a big bowl of curry, Japanese curry, but it's it's uh, udon, so the curry is going to be a little bit thinner. The thing that always gets me about Japanese curry udon is this stuff is so damn hot. I mean, yeah, it should be outlawed by the Geneva Convention. It's it's like slurping down lava, and you can wait for it to cool, but you'll probably starve to death before it finishes cooling down, and you just got to gut it out. You know, you start slurping those noodles, you got that hot curry sauce just splashing all over you, whacking you in the face. You're just taking shots that whole time like you're on like like you're under fire. Um but it does taste great. I love a good curry udon. Yeah, curry udon. If you want what would be the equivalent back in the states? I don't know. What's what's something that after you eat it you're sure to be compelled to take a nap because it's just so heavy um uh, maybe like uh oh geez i don't know like uh, i i actually don't know it because udon is um you know it's a thicker mm, uh, yep. uh flour-based noodle and then having that in a in a pool of curry mm. it's just enough to knock you out but yeah, this thing looks really good. And not to mention this is no co. So there this is oh. when when you hear no co, you know you're <laughs> you're in for some thick curry and uh nice choice. This is a this is a beefy boy for sure. All right, so I I guess that uh that wraps up the the scoreboard for the week. Um all right, back by popular demand. We we got her. She's been out in the uh, in the wild, you know, just trying all types of sweets. I'm talking about the spicy commentator. Uh, this week we, you know, uh, last week we missed her, but the week before we had that stunning, harsh review mm. of Seven Eleven's new sweet series. But um, this week we got a uh, she she had something new for us. So uh, yeah, let's uh, go ahead and take a listen. Hey guys, this week I'll introduce Uchi Cafe Choco Banana Waffle Cone. In English, Uchi Cafe Chocolate Banana Waffle Cone from Lawson. To start, I should confess, usually when I review chocolate banana ice cream, it's gonna be five stars. The cone is really crispy and the chocolate is soft and creamy. The banana ice cream is just how I like it. Actually, it is a little bit expensive. 300 yen is really expensive for a convenient ice cream. But it was so delicious and it is chocolate banana ice cream. 
so it must be five stars. See you at the convenience. Wow. Um, yeah, Mike, I, I know a little bit about Mama. You shared with this with me before. She's, uh, she's a homer. She's a sucker for a banana chocolate flavored item. So I guess no surprise that it's five out of five stars this week. Um, <laughs> it does look damn good though. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a, this is a serious and it's Uchi cafe, you know, um, which mm. means it's top of the line. And also, if you see that price there, 300 yen, that is not a cheap guy there. This is a deluxe uh, banana chocolate item. And um, yeah, I, I think it's it's safe to say in the future, you know, we're going to be hearing about some more chocolate banana items. <laughs> and rest assured, they're probably going to be five stars. <laughs> well, nice to have the bump after the one-star review from the Pierre Hermes series, uh, the, the Mango caramel disaster that happened last week so good to rebound with the chuckle banana waffle cone from the spicy commentator yep all right so uh let's move on to another popular segment here mm. that is the hall the mm. hall of course being what you walk out with after walking in to the conveni mm. as usual both mike and i have picked a haul for the other to evaluate on a scale of one to five here. And I guess maybe start with what I've got here, Mike, let's crack this open and I'll describe from the listeners what we're looking at. So, um, Whoa. This. Yep. Yep. What we're looking at here is we got four beers. Okay. (laughs) All different cans. It appears these are not tall boys. These are kind of run of the mill boys here, but we got some sun Tory rich malt. We got the premium malt kind of climbing the ladder on the sun Tory, you know, dumpster all the way up to the uh, premium stuff. And then there's just a pile of chocolate. Got the Meiji chocolate bar, the Gowana milk chocolate, uh, there's so much chocolate piled up. You actually can't even read the boxes. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine boxes of chocolate, and four beers. Uh, well, I am speechless. I don't know what to say here. This person is obviously a beer and chocolate maniac. Um, wow, Matt, this is the first, uh, this is this is a very surprising haul here, but it's safe to say this person knows what they like, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm personally I don't like to eat chocolate with beer, but I guess that is a thing. Maybe um, they are just running the gamut of beer and uh, chocolate here. Um, you know, I don't really know what to say about this uh Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna have to go with my gut here and just i i all right let me say i appreciate this Mm -hmm. person sort of that they have something that they like and they just go for it you know Mm -hmm. so i appreciate this person uh but personally Mm -hmm. i would not want to walk out of the the convene with such a such a sort of um you know laser sighted 
choice. <laughs> you know, there's, uh, well, I, you know, all right. I'm, oh man, this is tough. This is tough. Because <laughs> I, I could understand that you would have this day where this would be your haul. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going through depression. Maybe you lost your job. <laughs> In which case, I'm gonna. I was initially gonna say two stars, but I'm gonna bump it up to three stars and say, you know what? There's a time for this haul, and this person is obviously experiencing that time. Yeah, I think that's a spot on analysis, Mike. And I think this is just another indication of how the convenient is always there for you. <laughs> no matter the state you're in, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling up, there's something there for the from the convenient. Mm-hmm. to just make you feel the way you got to feel. And uh, no doubt this person may be feeling a little bit bad or <laughs> worst case, uh, like you said, they may have some tunnel vision and they're either honed in, they've spent a lot of time, they know what they like and they go get it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they maybe they do have some blinders on, they need to open up. But I think I think you're probably right. This is this is somebody who may be just having a tough day and they they're trying to they're trying to come out of a tailspin. So spot on, I think. <laughs> All right. Nice haul. Very interesting haul. Okay. If you can open up mine a little bit more sort of um, less controversial. Well, I don't really know. So, all right. What we're looking at here, we've got a cold noodles. We've got some natto onigiri. Maki onigiri. And then this is what made me think of you. We've got a sabas. Zabas. Milk protein drink. And I, I will preface this with saying this is on Twitter and I found it and they said, Asa Gohan, nato this. So this is someone who has bought this for breakfast. So this is a breakfast haul. Matt, mm. what is what's your call on this haul? Well, first, uh, yeah, thanks for picking uh my brand there on the milk protein beverage. Uh we haven't shared this yet, but there is a milk protein shake that's named Savas, uh, the exact spelling of my last name, S-A-V-A-S. And it's very popular. I've never consumed it, actually, but uh, it is nice to see. Um, yeah, uh, my first reaction was, yeah, this is obviously a Japanese person's haul here sure, because sure. you have this sort of strange combination, including natto. I'm surprised that it's breakfast. Um, yeah, yeah. That is surprising for sure. I got to be honest. The only thing that's really appealing to me here is the cold noodles, which look awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's kimchi, some pork, sliced cucumber. Of course, the cold noodles with a little hit of some spicy sauce there. Mm. Natto, maki roll, that is not anywhere I want to go. I do not like natto. Natto is fermented what is it fermented uh soybeans Soybeans, or something yeah soybeans yep yeah they're very slimy and very stinky yeah it is commonly enjoyed for breakfast i actually think i think you and my mare both natto maniacs there's no doubt (laughs) but uh (laughs) it's hard to think that you want to wash down cold Kimchi spicy noodles, natto maki with a milk protein shake. Yeah. Ooh, I'm struggling with this one, Mike. Um, yeah. I'm going to give this a two star. And really, 
The only thing saving it for me are the cold noodles. I think the combo is just off. The natto maki roll is just gross. And then I appreciate the Savis protein drink, but uh, gosh, to think that I'm going to slurp down yogurt beverage with cold kimchi noodles, kind of gross. Of course, spot on. Exactly. I was thinking two stars as well. This is, um, like you said, the Rayman, the, the cold noodles doing most of the work and uh, not much <laughs> worth talking about. So uh, as always, expert uh, evaluation of that haul. So. All right, Mike. Um, it's off to the Gemba. The Gemba, of course, the place where the action is. And uh, you're in Japan, you you can go out to the conveni. You do go out to the conveni mm-hmm. to explore what's going on there. And this week, you got something for us, a follow-up to an item we talked about last week. What do you got? Yep, I'm talking about the 7-Eleven Akitori. And mm. as we talked about uh, last week, this is an item that had had the Japanese public in tears in some cases uh so excited to have this item back because it's a returning item and again age tori age means fried and tori means chicken this is you know it's a it's a chicky but um you know it's a boneless chicken that is just called just as it is fried chicken and matt i gotta tell you i was um completely blown away by the age tori um so we, I, I made a, uh, we were talking, I forget what we were talking about, but, uh, oh, it was when we were defending the family chicky from Reddit, these people, these, these, yeah. you know, vipers, these snakes that don't know anything about anything. Um, <laughs> I, I had made a comparison that, you know, comparing chicky to fried chicken is like a milkshake to, uh, f- like actual fried or, or a milkshake to ice cream. Mm. Well, the Agetori, I would say, is basically the McFlurry of mm. the Combini section. So it's a, it's a chicky, but it doesn't mm. have any of the extra sort of flavor. It's just the pure fried chicken flavor. So it has oh. like if you, like it has the fami chicky texture, and it has that sort of like juice and the fat, but it doesn't have any sort of you know outside influencing flavor it's just what it is it's fried chicken and very sort of sappari i felt like it was very um sort of not light but um compared to like the family chicken it was just like a very crisp flavor and so i gotta say you know uh super salary man was right twitter was right everyone was right the agatori is the real deal so it's almost like the the chicky has been distilled down to its essential components. That's exactly right. Yes. Yes. Mm. Mm. It does sound outstanding. Now, I do have a follow-up question here. We're, so sure. far today, we've talked the El Chicky Szechuan. We've talked the Barbecue Family Chicky and now the 7-Eleven Agatori. Gun to your head. <sighs> it's your last chicky on earth those are the three to choose from which one do you go with oh um all right i'd have to throw out the the bbq family chicky mm. so it would be that szechuan el chicky and the agitori but if i could just have one more chicky if you were if if the family chicky was included this we'd be talking a totally different thing but mm. the szechuan it was great 
But if gun to my head, I'd say probably that Agatori. Agatori. Okay. So yeah, I mean, we were both surprised by the reaction on Twitter. Again, as you said, literally, people were they were they were bawling their eyes out. They were yeah. they were so enthusiastic about the return. And I guess you're saying that they were right. So that is a uh, wow, wow. That is uh, I guess great news to hear that the Agatori is back and living up to the hype. Yeah, next time you're in Japan, it, it, it would be one of the first items I'd want you to to try. Absolutely. All right. Well, Matt, um, we're almost to the end here. Just jumping into a little bit of Kombini news here. And this week, we've got a follow-up to last week. As we were talking about last week, um, unfortunately, in Japan, there's a... There's a widespread phenomenon almost daily of elderly people driving their cars directly into the kombini. And uh, <laughs> I, I thought you would be interested in this one. So what we're talking about is it, it seems like Toyota mm. has sort of spearheaded this uh, this new sort of innovation where they are adding a function that prevents people from accidentally stepping on the gas when they meant to step on the brake, which is the cause of most of these, uh, these mm-hmm. accidents. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is right in your wheelhouse in the, you know, automotive industry, automobile industry. What, what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, first, uh, yeah. Uh, in this article that you share here, Mike, they do specifically list a, an example uh, of old people crashing into the Conveni as cause for um, <laughs> this investigation and uh, engineering from Toyota. So that just indicates how widespread this problem is. I had a hard time believing it, but uh, it looks like, yeah, you're, you're spot on here. This is a, this is a big problem. Um, yeah, you know, uh, what I would just like to see, uh, this, this is Toyota. And so there's no doubt that there's some poor engineer who's staken out a family mart or a seven 11. And he's probably on a two, three month assignment to just sit in that parking lot and wait until an old person crashes into the convenience. Because if you're Toyota, you got to see the real deal. You know, you're not going to go for a simulation. You're not going to try to mock something up. You got to see the real deal. That's all the Toyota guys care about. So there's some 24, 25 year old engineer and he's on assignment and he's just chilling out. In the parking lot, probably smoking a few packs a day, <laughs> eating some of those cup noodles, a fammy chicky, and that's all he's going to do until he sees some 82-year-old Mr. Suzaki just go, boom, shatter the glass of a family mart, and then he's going to conduct the investigation. And uh, yeah, so that's what I want to see. I want to see. I want to see the Toyota engineer who's been assigned this. This assigned. <laughs> who's been assigned this job. Yeah, me too. I, I just, it's just so funny. Like to think, like it seems the problem is not just that they're stepping on the pedal when they mount step on the brake, but they're like they're going full throttle. They're just <laughs> <laughs> so apparently that's all. You know, the elderly. You know, they get in and they're ready to go. Bam! That thing pedal the metal and they're out. So, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, thank God, it looks like you know. 
it's probably a Prius that's going full throttle in there. So, um, you know, we were looking at some Dodge Ram pickup trucks oh before this God. podcast got started. Imagine if you put uh, Mr. Tanaka, 83 years old, feet can probably barely reach the pedals into a, uh, you know, uh, uh, a Hemi-fueled Dodge Ram pickup. You know, he would just sort of, he'd go on a, uh, a rampage, like Grand Theft Auto, just taking out Combini. <laughs> just punch a hole in Kambini after Kambini. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, good to hear that uh, of all companies, Toyota is really stepping up and trying to put an end to this uh, plague that's... Uh... <laughs> no doubt they're on top of it. Okay. Um, all right, Mike. Uh, as always, time flies in these episodes oh, yeah. here. And... Uh, We've just wrapped up episode 19. That means next week is episode 20. Hard to believe, but uh, we're reaching number 20 next week. As always, we would like to thank our listeners for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on uh, your favorite podcast app and give us a rating. That helps with uh, helping other folks find the podcast. To find out or see images of what we're talking about, check us out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Just thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, Mike, I guess I'll see you at the Convini. See you at the Convini.